This is Karen Hunter, and welcome to The Hub. On July 5th, 1852, Frederick Douglass delivered in Corinthian Hall, Rochester, New York, a speech before the Rochester Ladies Anti-Slavery Society. This speech is widely known. It's got different titles, and many people have taken portions of it, and there's even an audio uh, rendition of it by James Earl Jones, by Morgan Freeman. I'm going to play in this podcast the one by... um, Danny Glover, because Danny Glover has been at the forefront right now of the reparations movement in America, and he's been an activist for justice and the rights of black people in this country. Uh, Yes, Danny Glover, Mr., uh, really a powerful, powerful activist. So I'm going to play his version of this particular speech by Frederick Douglass, which has many names, but I'm going to call it, What is the Fourth of July to the Negro? That's what I'm going to call it, Um, because that's basically uh, what he is saying. July 5th, he delivered this. It is a, a powerful oration. Um, that expresses like what needs to happen here and why, as black Americans, the 4th of July is an empty holiday. Yes, we have the day off. We will cook out. A lot of us have picnics. Mm. We will have barbecues. <laughs> I said picnic on purpose. Uh, there will be fireworks, bombs bursting in air, because that's really what that is, a rendition of bombs bursting in air. But it's an empty holiday for black Americans because millions of us, our ancestors, were in bondage while the America that we know celebrated its freedom. The freedom for black people in this country, in America, is Juneteenth, which I talk about in an earlier podcast as I talk about Twitter and Blackbirds and what they did for Juneteenth. But for us, and and Frederick Douglass so eloquently put it out there, you know, as he gave platitudes and praised the founding fathers, which I I think is so brilliant. You know, he gives light and love and admiration to these people. And then he comes around and tells you the truth about why this is a hypocritical celebration. Now, if you think about Frederick Douglass, a man that escaped, that freed himself. And in his autobiography, we never know how he did this because, you know, he was still kind of a fugitive slave at the time that he was making making waves in the North. Uh, but this is a man that taught himself how to read, how to read uh, one of his master's wives was teaching him because she didn't know any better while he was in the North. And um, when, he, when the master found out, of course, he admonished the wife and stopped the lessons immediately. But unfortunately for them, Frederick Douglass had gotten a, a, the taste the awakening of what that feels like. And in the pursuit of knowledge, in the pursuit of reading, he discovered that he should not be in bondage. And that was what they were afraid of, quite frankly, which is why they banned and outlawed reading. Because they knew if a person could read, they would then know somehow innately their brains would tell them that this bondage is not for me. This is not correct. This is not right. And they would be able to think their way out of it, which is what Frederick Douglass did. The speech is masterful. He talks about pride and patriot, pride and patriotism, not less than gratitude, prompt you to celebrate and to hold it in perpetual remembrance. I have said that the Declaration of Independence is the ring bolt to the chain of your nation's destiny. So indeed, I regard it. But fellow citizens, pardon me, allow me to ask, why am I called upon to speak here today? What have I or those I represent to do with your national independence? That's a question we must all ask ourselves, those of us from the global majority. He also says, are the great principles of political freedom or of natural justice 
embodied in that Declaration of Independence extended to us? We know the answer, and it's an answer we're still fighting to, to respond to even in 2019. What is this declaration? What is this 4th of July? What is this Independence Day to the Negro? Is what the question was on the table for Frederick Douglass. And as we all kind of have this fight for, for criminal justice reform and for voting rights reform and for a fair census and all of the things that are being fought for in this country by people from the global majority, the question that I'm gonna put on the table is, when are you gonna take your freedom? Frederick Douglass took his freedom, Harriet Tubman took her freedom, and so many, many others from the Maroons in Jamaica to, to the folk in Haiti, Hispaniola, IT, took their freedom because freedom is never gonna be handed to you. So my message, and it's gonna be a consistent message, let's stop fighting for seats at people's tables, Let's start building our own tables, our own rooms. Let's stop fighting for people's crumbs and begging for the crumbs on somebody's table. Let's start baking. And let's stop fighting for freedom and asking people to give us what is rightfully ours. We have trillions of dollars of financial might. We have the creativity, the ingenuity, and we actually have the fortitude to actually take what we must have to see the world that we must live in. So with that, happy 4th of July, everyone. <laughs> happy 4th of July. And coming up next is what is the 4th of July to the Negro? What is this holiday to us? The rendition by Danny Glover. And this is brought to you by 100 Coconuts. 100, the number 100 Coconuts. You go there, 100coconuts.com. And get yourself a case. And then let me know what you think. At checkout, use my code Karen, K-A-R-E-N, 100, the number 100, and you get 10% off. You're welcome. Till next time. I do not remember ever to have appeared as a speaker before an assembly more shrinkingly, nor with greater distrust of my ability than I do this day. A feeling has crept over me quite unfavorably to the exercise of my limited powers of speech. Fellow citizens, pardon me. Allow me to ask, why am I called upon to speak here today? What have I or those I represent to do with your national independence? Are the great principles of political freedom and the natural justice embodied in the Declaration of Independence extended to us? And am I therefore called upon to bring our humble offering to the national altar and to confess the benefits and express devout gratitude for the blessings resulting from your independence to us? Would to God both for your sake and ours that an affirmative answer could be truthfully returned to these questions. Then would my task be light and my burden easy and delightful. But such is not the state of the case. I see it with a sad sense of disparity between us. I am not included within the pale of this glorious anniversary. Your high independence only reveals the immeasurable distance between us. 
the blessings in which you this day rejoice are not enjoyed in common. The rich inheritance of justice, liberty, prosperity, and independence bequeathed by your fathers is shared by you, not by me. The sunlight that brought light and healing to you has brought stripes and death to me. This 4th of July is yours, not mine. At a time like this, scorching irony, not convincing argument is needed. Oh, had I the ability and could reach the nation's ear, I would today pour out a fiery stream of biting ridicule, blasting reproach, withering sarcasm and stern rebuke. For it is not light that is needed, but fire. It is not the gentle shower, but thunder. We need the storm, the whirlwind, and the earthquake. The feeling of the nation must be quickened. The conscience of the nation must be roused. The propriety of the nation must be startled. The hypocrisy of the nation must be exposed and his crimes against God and man must be proclaimed and denounced. <laughs> what to the American slave is your 4th of July? I answer, a day that reveals to him more than all other days in the year, the gross injustice and cruelty in which he is the constant victim. To him, your celebration is a sham, your boasted liberty and unholy license, your national greatness swelling vanity, your sounds of rejoicing are empty and heartless, your denunciation of tyrants, brass-fronted impudence, your shouts of liberty and quality, hollow mockery, your prayers and hymns, your sermons and thanksgivings with all your religious parade and solemnity are to him mere bomb blast, fraud, deception, impiety, and hypocrisy a thin veil to cover up crimes which would disgrace a nation of savages. There's not a nation on the earth guilty of practices more shocking and bloody than are the people of the United States at this very hour. Go where you may, search where you will, roam through all the monarchies and despises of the old world. Travel through South America, search out every abuse, and when you have found the last, lay your facts by the side of the everyday practices of this nation. And you will say with me that for revolting barbarity and shameless hypocrisy, America reigns without a rival.